the blast from our past network. Hot right? Hot right! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No soup for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Hello and welcome to Cartwright of Seinfeld Podcast. We're two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back. Because we love it. You love it. This is NPR, and I'm Adam. You've this Corey. You've done the NPR opening before, and I love it. I always I could, love it. I love your NPR voice. You do a good job. I forgot that I've done that before. I don't know, man. You, no, you, it's okay. Done, I, like, uh, we're, we're, we're on over 100 episodes yeah, because yeah. we passed 100 episodes on Seinfeld, and I drink a lot of whiskey, and so I forget. <laughs> and I smoke a lot of weed, so I forget too. But uh, I do love, I love your NPR intros. All right. Today we are talking Season 6, Episode 19, The Doodle. It first aired on April 6, 1995. Court, my man, please give us mm, that synopsis. Of course, the doodle. George is upset by his girlfriend's drawing of him. Jerry's flea-infested apartment forces his parents into Elaine's luxury hotel suite. Okay, very quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not much going on. Uh, we're going to start off with a stand-up on pest control companies. Is this one going to be any better than the last one? We shall see. You know, these pest control companies, they call themselves exterminators, but they can't really do it. The best they can do is get the bugs to someone else's house. Uh, they just relocate them, you know what I mean? They're bugs realtors is what they are. I think you'll be happy here. There's a lot of crumbs, not much light. They usually sleep through the night, so you'll have your run of the place most of the time. That's him talking to the bugs. Uh, nobody really cares about killing insects. Even the animal rights people don't care. You could probably walk into an animal rights organization meeting and hear a speech like, the only way to stop cruelty of scientific testing on animals, and he slaps like he slapped a mosquito against his neck, you know. Ah, got him! Is to boycott these companies. Bro. Nope. No. Bro. <laughs> Too horrible. Horrible stand-ups, back-to-back episodes. My God. Yeah, this one, I would actually maybe say this is even worse than the last one. I I think you're right, dude. It might be, and we hated the last one. Yeah. So much so that, so much so that it took a perfect episode down a half a notch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> will that show up on this one? <laughs> will that Probably. happen again? <laughs> but also, this episode is... <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's... <laughs> Flagan. <laughs> Let's talk about it. All right. At the uh, at, at a restaurant, Jerry and George are doing a double date. Uh, George is dating this girl, Paula, who we've seen before. Mm-hmm. But we've seen the actress before, but not Paula before. It's played by Krista Miller, who uh, we've seen from Scrubs, seen from Cougar Town, seen from Drew Carey Show. She played a different character back in season five's The Sniffing Accountant when George uh, touched her fabric, trying to like kind of hit on her. And she was actually the uh, big boss of this bra sales company. Uh, Sid, Sid, uh, right? It was Sid Farkas, wasn't it? Yeah, Sid Farkas, exactly. He was the he had the interview with Sid Farkas, and then he went and touched uh, her fabric, and she was like, "Fuck that! Do not give this guy a job, or you're fired." And so, uh, so George did not get the job. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Jerry's date 
Shelly is played by Dana Wheeler Nicholson, who was Mrs. Stanwyck in Fletch, which is one of my favorite comedies of all time, starring Chevy Chase. But she was also uh, Wyatt Earp's wife in Tombstone uh, before he got with the other lady. She was the, the one that was kind of uh, addicted to drugs. Were you ever? Were you a big Tombstone fan with Kurt Russell? I've seen it once, but I wouldn't okay. say I was a fan. I, I need to see it again as an adult because I saw it when I was younger. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, it's a fun, fun uh, uh, Western. But yeah, yeah, so, but she's always Mrs. Stanwyck to me. Okay. I've never seen Fletch. And well, I have I have no interest in seeing Fletch because I'm not a Chevy Chase fan. I, I just yeah. think he's not a funny guy. I know. I, I know that's what you, yep, I know. I know how you feel about Fletch, or I'm sorry, Chevy Chase, and uh, Vacation and all those things. Yeah. I mean, Chevy Chase is like one of the most overrated comedians ever, in my opinion. <laughs> Dead silence from Corey. <laughs> All right. Uh, but anyway, she's playing uh, uh, the uh, Krista Miller's is playing Paula right now. Um, and George, you know, they kind of talk about how they met. Apparently they met at some art class with Elaine. Uh, we see that Jerry eats some nuts that uh, his date, Shelly, was sucking on and then yeah. put back on her plate. And George lets him know about it. And he's like, it's, he's grossed out about it. And I think he is rightfully grossed out about it. Well, I mean, but he spits it out, though. Like, he, yeah, I mean, I would be grossed out, too, but I would have been like, and then kind of like, you know, maybe politely spit it out. But, you know, Jerry, you didn't care. Yeah. So it depends, in my opinion, how long they've been dating. And I would imagine this is a very early on the dating side with them. To me, that's fucking weird. Yeah. All right. Now, even me and my wife, I would never suck some nuts and then, you know, have her eat them. <laughs> Is- isolate that. Isolate she, that. <laughs> she would never suck my nuts. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> hey So, wait, what was she What was she doing, though? Like, like just sucking the salt they, off of it or something? They, that's my guess. Either salt or maybe they were candied nuts. And so okay. maybe they had, like, some kind of, like, uh, a coating. Yeah, it's like God, go, go, go take a salt lick or something. You know, that's. I mean, it is weird. It absolutely is weird. Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, but I mean, once you're like married and whatnot, it's not yeah. that big a deal. Um, but it's still strange. No, you're supposed to hide your weird shit until you get married. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then you lock them in. They can't go anywhere at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but the thing is, like, I don't know. It's weird, but like, it wouldn't offend me. Like, if, if, if I was dating a girl and she did that, I'd be like, okay, then she's not really bothered by my saliva, but she's a weird person. Oh, you mean if, if she ate your... If uh, she ate my nuts, I'd have less of a problem than me eating her nuts, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. the thing is, like, I would not eat those. But if she ate mine, I'd be like, okay, my saliva doesn't bother her. We can French pretty, right. pretty hard. Right, <laughs> if that right, makes right. sense. So... I, I I am at 43, still too immature to have this discussion. Apparently. And we're just talking about nuts being sucked in one person's mouth, and then, you know, that's it. What's that a problem with? Corey. All right. So she is uh, she's disappointed that Jerry finds it disgusting. Yeah. So um, I do like how uh, George says, you know, he's grossed out by it's, it's discarded food. He, you know, why would he do that? And George's like, well, I've done it before, but it's like, yeah, you did it intentionally, which we know is a nice little callback to the, what is it, a Claire yep. or whatever at the uh, at the party um, with uh, Eric the Clown and all that <laughs> yep. shit, good stuff. <laughs> so, 
On the way out, George notices a doodle that Paula was working on at the restaurant. And we uh, cut to Monks, and we find out it was a doodle of him. He shows it to Jerry, and he's all pissed off about it. Of course he is, because he's the most insecure person ever. Uh, Elaine comes in, and we find out she's pretty much got an interview at this um, called what was it, Viking Press. Yep, Viking, yeah. yeah. Yep, some some uh, exactly some publishing company that she's that's what she does. She's excited about it, and they have a hotel room for people from out of town. So she said she's from out of town using Jerry's parents' uh, address uh, to prove ish that she is from out of town, so she can stay at this nice hotel. Yeah, I think it's the Plaza or something. I I assume that's real, and I assume that that's rich and famous. I I have no clue. Yeah, yeah, just go with it. So. We find out Jerry's parents are coming to town as well. Um, Elaine sees the doodle and laughs her ass off, of course, because it's ridiculous. I mean, we don't see it, unfortunately. We I, I, we do when George holds it up. I mean, it's never zoomed in, you yeah. know. But, like, it doesn't look like that good of, like, a, any kind of a technique or anything. <laughs> I, I, so I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. It's like, how, George, how do you think that's you? I don't know. I mean, it's caricature, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It is too far. It's hard to tell. So, uh, but right now he wants uh, Elaine to to find out if uh, Paula likes her and like 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 likes her yeah. kind of thing. Um, you know, Elaine's like, what are we? Are we in high school? Kind of bullshit. So, um, a part of me is like, well, George, she went on a date with you. Yeah, it shouldn't be that so hard. To... Is it pretty obvious? And all you have to do is ask her for another date, and if she says no, then the answer is no. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. Did, uh, at the well, ahead. I was gonna say, did you get the uh, the reference? Uh, Jerry goes, uh, "If you and Potsy are done scheming, um, oh. I I, th- I thought you were gonna pick up on that one." But uh, Potsy was a character on Happy Days. Yeah, so, I heard it, but yeah. I didn't give a shit about it. Yeah, I it, guess, was, it was it a just, Happy Days reference. Felt very, you know, regular because you've like you have heard like Potsy plenty of times. Yeah, but I didn't think about it, and I never gave a shit about Happy Days. Were you a Happy Days guy? Nah, I mean, you know, I've, I've seen the obligatory episodes here and there, but I, I never really watched it all that much, to be honest with you. At the apartment, Kramer bursts in. He's got Mackinac peaches. From Oregon. Jerry, huh? From, from Oregon. They're, no, they're from are Oregon. Are they really? That's what they, Jerry says. He goes, are those the peaches from Oregon that are only uh, in uh, uh, ripe for like two weeks or something like that? And I, I didn't look, hear the Oregon part. Yeah, and then I looked it up, and like the first like entries are all about Seinfeld. And I'm like, okay, so I think they just made it up. And then I got like to the down the bottom of the first Google page, and apparently they're real. So I was like, it's, it's funny how the Seinfeld entries have all like topped, uh, you know, <laughs> any of it. But yeah, apparently they're they're real. I don't know if they're as big of a deal or, or anything, you know. But, yeah, it's from well, Oregon, where, where I live right now currently. If you don't buy some fucking Mackinac peaches and then I'll try one yeah. on the podcast, I will cut you, all right? <laughs> I'll try to send you some, bro. I'll do, yes. I'll do you one better and try to send you some. Hell yes. And then I'll suck your your, your peach nut. <laughs> there uh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, I knew it was Kramer, coming back at some point, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Kramer uh, is, you know, super excited about these peaches. He split a whole case with Newman. Um, you know, he tries to get Jerry to taste one, which he's already bitten into those peach. I don't like it when people offer me bites of the shit they've already eaten. No. Give me a whole goddamn peach. Yeah. All right? And that's that. And Jerry's the same way. And I, it, it totally makes sense. I, the only person i'm taking a bite from anything is my wife that's it yep absolutely so um jerry's leg though is really itchy right now he's just it kind of itching on spots it's like like flea bites he says 
Uh, and then in comes the Seinfelds, and Jerry has to admit, you know, he's got these, he's itching, he's got the fleas. Oh, <laughs> shit. All right. We cut to art class, Elaine, acting very high school style, uh, you know, oh, do you like George? Do you like, like him? Um, all this kind of stuff. And it's kind of funny, but kind of weird, but I, it's just- I liked yeah. it. I thought it was okay. fine. It, you know, it, you know what? I'll say this. It doesn't overstay its welcome and it never really okay. comes up again. So I was like, you're right. It, it's fine for what it is. I'll give you that 100%. So, uh, and Paula even kind of mentions that looks aren't that important to her. And that's not a big deal. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I guess so. She's one of the one of the good ones, I guess. Hell yeah. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Uh, An exterminator confirms that it is fleas. (laughs) And I saw him, and I'm not going to lie, I just immediately was like, I'm so excited we're going to see you again later in this show. So, and I love how Jerry asks, like, but how do I get them? He goes, I don't explain them, Mr. Seinfeld. I just exterminate them. I was like, I love it. I love, I love responses like that to to people's questions. You know, like, how would I know that, bro? I don't know. I just kill him. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, so basically he explains that he's going to have to fog the apartment, um, you know, do a whole kind of like toxic gas that gets in there. He's like, well, my parents are supposed to stay. He's like, well, unless you want to kill him, you <laughs> probably don't right. want him to stay. He is just so, he's so dry. Like he's just so flat and dry, but it's, it's pretty damn funny. My, my note here is give that exterminator his own show. That guy was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So he wants Elaine uh, to, uh, so he kind of, Jerry realizes that, okay, Elaine's got this free hotel room he can give to his parents because uh, they would never accept a hotel room from him, uh, which I find ridiculous. And they would, 
you know, pay for some shit once. So I was like, all right, well, we'll take a free one. And so, um, you know, he decides he's going to try and ask Shelly if he can stay with her. But partly I'm like, Jerry, you've got money. Just get a fucking hotel room. Yeah, just get it. Just get it and be like, it's here. It's got. There's nothing else to talk about. Here, parents, take it. Yeah. I mean, it's also nice that Elaine does finally cave because she's a good friend and she's she, she loves the Seinfelds too, you know? I don't know if I'd say she loves them. <laughs> but <laughs> True. Yeah, okay, good call. As much as any of these characters can love anybody. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, George comes in and finds out uh, that she really likes him. And Elaine uh, mentions that, you know, that she says that she doesn't really care about looks, which, of course, George is flips out about and he's super upset about. It. He takes it as an insult. And I'm just like, you fucking idiot. You're a bald, like not attractive dude. You've got Krista Miller all over you. Yeah, man. Who cares? Like, yep. That's what I'm thinking. But, you know, we'll see how we're, we'll see where he goes with this. At a fancy hotel, Jerry drops off the Seinfelds, and uh, we see that Elaine is talking to her friend um, at Viking Press, and she hasn't gotten, or you know, her friend who works at Viking Press, um, she hasn't gotten this manuscript. She there was a FedEx that the Seinfelds brought with them. She thought it was just information about the company. Which one in my head, I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't you pick that up and read that? Because it's always good to go into an interview knowing about the company. Of course you do. Yeah. You do all the research and everything. And that could have been some sort of like onboarding type of thing or something. Yeah. She was very, uh, she did not deserve the job. She, she was very yeah. dismissive of, of the, of that, uh, FedEx package or wherever the hell it is. So, yeah. yeah. So she realizes she needs to get that manuscript so she can read it and kind of have some prep for the interview. Uh, but the apartment is being fumigated. She can't go in there. It's like a gas chamber. They're right outside the door. And then out walks Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking cra- and outside the door with a giant, like, cro- like, skull and crossbones sign on it and everything. But, yeah, out walks Kramer. And, the- I mean, this scene, I love where this scene goes. It's just it's absolutely wonderful. He just talks about, like, no, I was in there. I was reading a manuscript. It was just <laughs> – it was very, uh, you know, infatuating. I, he had to stay out, stay listening to it. He was in there for an hour and a half. <laughs> an hour and a half. <laughs> Holy shit. And so they're trying to figure out Elaine. He thinks he left it on the coffee table. Elaine <gasps> holds her breath, runs in, and can't find it on the coffee table. Can't find it, like, you know, on the dining room table. Has to, can't, she runs back outside. Takes great physical comedy. Great physical comedy. I like Jerry asks, oh, if you're going back in, hey, could you get me a soda? I thought, <laughs> <laughs> That's just good classic Jerry yeah, humor. Yeah, he didn't care. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, Elaine pops back in again. Still can't find it. Has no idea where it is comes out asks jerry why the hell does he have fleas he's like i don't know and she's like well i found these chunky wrappers well he knows the chunky who left those chunkies (laughs) newman (laughs) so i mean like so jerry just lets newman come in and just sit in his apartment that's the only weird thing but at the same time we've seen it it's, it's weird for us but not weird for the Jerry Kramer Newman world because we've already seen Newman break in to go uh, the risk, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's it's weirdly, it's weirdly. I don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I, they do establish that Kramer, that Jerry is strangely allowing of Newman into his party, even though he's hesitant. It still happens and happens yeah. enough that I'm yeah. like, all right, he's probably at some point he's left these in there. Jesus. Newman, you 
devil. Now, granted, I don't believe chunky rappers would attract fleas. They no. would attract roaches. No, or... it's be- no, it's because Newman had the fleas on him. Uh, he was yeah, sitting okay. on the couch, and then the fleas go on the couch. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, then that's that. Uh, all right, so uh, Jerry pounds on Newman's apartment door, and he calls out Newman for fleas, who, of course, denies it. There's no way he has fleas. But the second Jerry kind of turns around, he starts scratching himself feverishly. And that was great. We know, again, the audience knows, and... Uh, he doesn't yet, and then eventually he keeps pressing and pressing Newman to where Newman breaks in front of him. Yes, he does have fleas. So good. It's so good. I, lo- I love this one. Newman, great uh, great Newman moment, you know? And also I like yeah. how there was no scene in between. It goes right from him realizing that it's Newman to the confrontation. It was a nice little quick payoff yeah. to, to the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, you get that good red-in-the-face look that Wayne Knight does phenomenally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, at the hotel, we see the Seinfelds there. We see they've invited Uncle Leo and Nana. (laughs) Now, I was a little disappointed that Morty never brought up the $50 here. Oh, yeah, fair enough, because that was still not uh, really resolved at all. No, no, certainly. I I think this would have been, like, I mean, literally, it's like three episodes after that happening. So I I feel like this should have been, and it would have given, I think, these characters more to do during these cuts and stuff, you know, like I feel like it, I feel like it should have been incorporated into this episode. I would have liked to see that. Yeah, absolutely. So Morty's getting like a hundred dollar massage. You know, they're really abusing the benefits of this free room. Now I, my only thought is maybe they think because it's a free room, it means free everything. But that's yeah. such a fucking idiotic thing to think. Yeah, it really is. I mean, yeah, my God. Yeah, they're awful. Like, yeah. They're fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. Uh, George sees Paula on the street, and, you know, he's all upset about not being able, you know, to, to or, you know, she he's saying, oh, I can, you know, just dress, like, terribly. And, she, and she's just like, yeah, do whatever you want. I just like you. Like, that kind of thing. And at first, he's pissed off about it. And then she says the magical line, <laughs> you can even drape yourself in velvet. And it has something that he has mentioned before. I can't remember which episode it was. It was a while ago, yeah. Yeah. And he realizes, oh, this is this is good. This is it's, the thing I want, which I'm like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. It took you long enough to realize that this is everything you've ever, ever wanted. And she's freaking gorgeous. So enjoy, George. Enjoy for the... <laughs> small amount of time you're going to be able to enjoy this. Exactly. Uh, Elaine has to have Kramer give her a breakdown of the manuscript at Monk's because she couldn't find it. And so he is saying this weird shit that makes no sense to us. Um, But, you know, it's all kind of strange. And then Kramer realizes he can't taste the food. And so he's like taking sips of drink. He's, He's eating food. He's grabbing Elaine's food and eating it. And he runs off because he thinks it's the gas from him staying in there from about, you know, an hour and a half, which totally makes sense to me. Yeah, it, it probably is. Uh, my only question was, because uh, when Kramer was talking and Elaine was realizing just how, how like, in-depth the plot was, now she's not going to be able to, you know, handle this. She orders a scotch on the rocks. And I was yeah. like, or, or, yeah, and I was like, I was like, do they, does, does Monks have a liquor license, do you think? Like, do diners no serve liquor? No. Yeah. That was kind of strange. Yeah. I wish you would have said a Hennigan's. That would have been nice, too. <laughs> that, would have, that would have been a great callback, so. But And she never got this. We never see her, saw her got the scotch, so, so you know, I was like. A joke. It could have been just been, like, yeah, a joke to the to the lady or something. But I was like, yeah, that's kind of odd. Yeah, definitely. 
Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Uh, We see that Jerry is staying at Shelly's place, but he forgot his toothbrush, which is very un-Jerry. I also felt like he probably, he felt fairly casual about the fleas early on like maybe they're waiting another maybe it's the next season where jerry's getting more and more germaphobe ger- germaphobe kind of stuff yeah but like when he first found out he has fleas he didn't like pack up and go right then he like stuck around he let his friends sit on the couch and all this other <laughs> shit <laughs> I mean, oh so yeah we didn't mention that that was actually good when when he was telling elaine and she puts her purse on the couch and immediately mm-hmm. like picks it up and starts swatting it um yeah dude i i'm with you he didn't freak out as much about that and then why didn't he just go down to a bodega? He's like, just let me go to a dude. bodega and let me grab a t- toothbrush. Uh, I mean, dude, I lived, like I've always said, I live in downtown LA. There's a bodega right on the corner of Sixth and Spring, and I anything you want is there. And you can And just in New York, they absolutely everywhere. have all those in every corner. There's going to be some 7-Eleven-y type shopper, yep. small little, uh, exactly, small little bodega. You can pop in, buy like a $1 toothbrush, a deodorant, shit like that, exactly. anything you want, you know, and ramen noodles, everything you possibly <laughs> want. So I was like, uh, it's a little weird. Come on. You could easily get a toothbrush. Yep. Uh, yeah, without question. Um, but, well, he didn't really have the time to go down and get a toothbrush because she was just like, she was pressuring him to just use her toothbrush, which... Now that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, that's something that I don't particularly like. No. I'll I'll not really like. You know, I try not to. Keisha doesn't like me to use her toothbrush, and I, I don't would really hope not. <laughs> I've got my own toothbrush, and I don't I don't use her toothbrush. You know, if I it, to me it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me all that much, honestly, to use her toothbrush. It would bother her if I used her toothbrush. Um, but we've all done this before. Put some on your fucking finger and do a finger brush. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's That's, it's not, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. Well, I mean, he couldn't do that either because, you know, she, again, she's she pressuring. was forcing, she's yeah, pressuring. she's pressuring him to do it as, as some kind of example, uh, you know, and, and type of thing. I probably shouldn't so, have opened the beer when I was talking. I apologize, everybody. This is more, we're recording on Memorial Day weekend. Adam and I are both drinking, trying to enjoy our Memorial Day. I was out doing yard work all fucking day. <laughs> you were. Just and let us enjoy a drink, okay? And you're and you're a champ because uh, the reason we're recording this is because my dad is going to be coming in town uh, in a couple weeks, and then after that, I'm actually going to be going to uh, Maryland for a family reunion. So Adam spending his whole weekend recording Curb yesterday, recording uh, Cartwright today with me, but he's doing it 
to buy me time uh, to to get me uh, caught up on everything and, and everything. So, Adam, hey, just want to say, man, I do really appreciate you taking your time out and doing this for me. I like you. I like like you. And, <laughs> you know, attractiveness isn't all that important to me. So how about that? That's why <laughs> do I'm you doing like it. me as much as you like Krista Miller. Hell no. <laughs> I Dude, Krista Miller, especially around this time and mm. early scrubs time. Krista Miller was a fox. I, and I think you probably talked about it more on the last episode that she was on. But Adam is a massive scrubs fan. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, I would say like those first three seasons, she is absolutely phenomenal. And then she gets like actually the actual actress herself. You can tell gets some like surgery, like mm. some plastic surgery and stuff like that. And so she's less attractive to me. But early on. Hello. And, and, and see previous episodes of us discussing how uh, it might have been Curb. Now I can't even remember if it's on Curb or Cartwright, but we have a discussion about uh, uh, plastic surgery and how it's not for us, it's for their own self confidence. Yeah. So. And by the Thank way, you. go check out our Curb page on Patreon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should. All right. Um, Kramer runs into Newman and. Kramer can't even taste Mackinac peaches anymore. Oh, no. So Newman's kind of like, well, maybe you should just give me the rest of yours. Don't let him go to waste. Uh, just a quick little scene. Uh, Elaine tries to explain the manuscript at an interview. And it's going well. Kramer's breakdown is actually going well. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, at Monk's, George walks in just draped. In velvet. He's he's looking like a fucking retired mobster kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just walking in. Yeah. You know, with a velour tracksuit kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, very Sopranos-esque. Yeah. Yep. And then you get you you know, they're sitting at a table instead of the usual uh booth that we like, but I think they're doing it to give the suit more more air yeah. screen time, basically. I agree. So uh, he's a happy man. We find out that uh, Shelly threw out Jerry because of the toothbrush situation. Uh, so now he's stuck, as he kind of puts it, well, I guess I'll stay with the Velvet Fog. Yeah. <laughs> little throwback to the uh, last episode, the Mel Torme uh, nickname. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. And also, uh, by the way, I had a friend. Uh, he's still one of my closest friends, Alex. Uh, he's He lives in Baltimore. Um, and he doesn't listen to this. But he, uh, he he's Italian. And back in college at Towson, he used to always wear Oh, wait, the, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did you go to university? The same place that Elaine Bennis is from, Towson University. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he would always wear tracksuits like that, dude, because he loved the whole, uh, you know, Mafia lifestyle, the look of it, you know what I mean? The Sopranos look. I was yeah. like, ah. Oh. So when I saw George like this, I was like, oh, you remind me of Alex so much. All right. Elaine then gets berated by the interviewer who saw all the charges to the room. And so he's obviously pissed about that. And so she doesn't get the position uh, at Monk's. Well, I, George I just want to say, I kind of like that cut, like how the mm. editing of that, it's like, you know, first everything's going well. And then we yep. had something in between one. And one of the things like actually that they show us is the hotel and, and the old people party. And I like fucking uncle Leo's like rolling over. He's like, Oh God, you know? And I was like, I was like, ah, I actually said, uh, my note is I love their old people party. I think it's great, but I think yeah. it's good editing. Cause then it cut. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. then it cuts right to here, this scene. And he's just rad off like all the shit that they fucking purchased while on that dime you know yeah and it's and and it's insane dude fuck them <laughs> some adult adult movies and some other shit 
Yeah, they really went nuts on that. But that doesn't surprise me because the Seinfelds are terrible with it. Especially like Morty. If he knows he's got something for free, he's going to abuse that shit. Of course. Of course. So. At Monk's, George notices that um, Paula – or so sorry. For, let me start off. George and Paula are at Monk's. He walks in. He's got like this Mackinac peach. It's absolutely fucking delicious, as he says. Um, and he puts the peach down and – she then puts it in her mouth, and he's disgusted by that. Like, and it, it's it, not that had, disgusting. Well, he seems like it is. I mean, no, I'm saying I'm saying it's not. I mean, if Krista Miller did that, I wouldn't break up with her for that. And that's exactly that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't put it in my mouth if she was done with it. But if I put one out and then the lady did took it from me and put it in, again, the exact same thing as before. I knew she wouldn't have a problem with my saliva. And that's fine by me. Right. Then she, if she's if she's okay with my saliva, she's okay with other liquids. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Now, <laughs> sorry, that was terrible to say. It's great. <laughs> now, all that being said, as much as I don't think it's quite realistic that George would be disgusted that disgusted by it, I like how it's a wrap up to everything we've seen. I think yeah. it's a good button. Sure, I think it fits well into the whole fabric of this episode. Okay, uh, Kramer is licking an envelope. And he's got his taste back. And, uh, you know, the guy he talks to. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, the guy he talks to looks a lot like uh, Norm Brenner. Yes. Yes, it does. There's a guy next to him uh, by the by the post office box that uh, Kramer's standing at. And he's, he's, like, tying up his dog, his bulldog. And, yeah, it's Norm Brenner. But we actually get a, a, a line from him. So that's awesome. So that means, I guess that means he has his SAG card now, right? Um, but that was great, actually, sure. getting some Norm Brenner screen time. And, actually, this season's gotten a lot of good Norm Brenner screen time. Yep. So... Uh, so now he can, like, go back and, and get some more Mackinaws. He has enough time for the Mackinaws. Um, but Newman ate them all, which pisses off Kramer, who unleashes a bulldog on Newman. Hey, hey, whatever. He says, like, the dog's name. It's Yeah, it was almost implied that he knew Norm Brenner's character. Like, and then, yeah, but here's the thing. He, uh, he, he basically allows that dog to go chase uh, Newman. But, I mean, now that, that that dog's off its leash now, like, he yeah. just fucked Norm Brenner's character. That's his dog. That's a <laughs> That's dick his move. Dog, yes. None of that stuff made sense. Like, where did this bulldog come from? How do we? How did he know the bulldog? How did he know that the bulldog didn't like Mailman? Like, none of that stuff made any fucking sense other than just, like, the regular bullshit comedy trope that dogs yeah. don't like Mailman. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty piss poor. Me too. I, I not only just piss poor— but a mean thing for Kramer to do because now this dog's going to be lost and fucking maybe get hit by a car. Like, I mean, that's your friend's dog. Like, what the fuck? I thought that was a legitimately what the fuck, dude. That's a dick move. Oh, yeah. Big time. All right. At the uh, hotel, Elaine comes in. It's a little tag here at the end of the uh, show. And she sees Uncle Leo who says, they said they were sending over an Asian woman. Gross. <laughs> I know. I know. Gross, but funny. Gross, but funny. Uh, Gross, but funny. You start us off this time, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, honestly, I thought this was a fun episode. Uh, didn't st- <laughs> the, the stand-up was even worse than the previous episode. Uh, and then 
sadly buttoned up with with the whole Norm Brenner dog thing that didn't work. So sadly, the whole episode is bookended by, I think, very weak moments. But what comes in the middle of this entire episode, I think, is actually very tight. I think it's actually a lot of fun. Um, you know, Jerry not being as freaked out about the fleas, I almost feel like that that's just us uh, applying later knowledge to this character, you know, like if you look at it as on the first go round, I don't know if it would be that offensive to you. Although I, I agree with you. I think the Jerry that we know and love later would probably be a bit more freaked out by the fleas, uh, you know, than he probably was, but all in all, man, dude, like, like, I, we got some strong Kramer stuff again in this episode. You know, I, we got Newman, which was a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I honestly had a blast with most of it that was happening, but it was not perfect. So I am honestly going to have to give this one 3.5 Asian call girls out of five. Ah, okay. Um, there was some decent stuff in this episode. The Seinfeld family, though, were complete assholes. And in my opinion, how stupid can they be and how inconsiderate and not knowing that they've got this room and just kind of just wasting. But that that does fit very well with Morty in particular. I would say Leo as well. Not so much Nana. Nana being like that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, well, she and, does have Alzheimer's, so hey, give, give her a pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, at the episode, but I couldn't tell. Did they know that it was a hotel room from Elaine, or did they think that Jerry got it for him? I think they think that Jerry got it for them. Then that then that seriously means that they were spending Jerry's money and they knew that. So what the fuck then? Then particularly because I thought that too. It made it seem they made it sound like Jerry got them that room and because not once did they say, "Oh hey Seinfelds, this is a free room. You're good." Yeah. And then if they said that, it would have made sense. But to me, it pissed me off that because they made it seem like they thought Jerry got them this place. And so why would they spend all that shit? Because they know that shit's... He even says, this guy t costs $100. You know that's going to your fucking son. And mm -hmm. they never would do that in other terms. Like, they would never, like, spend all of Jerry's money. So that stuff, I just felt, thought, felt inconsistent yeah. to the Seinfelds. Um, they must have just thought it all came free included. Maybe that's the only thing. I'll give them maybe a hint of a pass. The flea thing was strange, in my opinion. It came out of nowhere. Newman has no dogs. No one has any dogs. Where the fuck did fleas come from? It was just a kind of strange catalyst to get Jerry out of the apartment. I felt like there could have been a different, better way to do it. It had no basis in reality for but, any of the characters. But it did give us that, that exterminator. That good, awesome it gave us the exterminator. exterminator. <laughs> a good Newman scene of him scratching. Yeah. Um, the whole nut sucking was kind of strange, but okay. Um, I'll say I'd, I'd, I'd allow Krista Miller to suck any nuts that came from me, period. Overall, I felt this episode was incredibly middle of the road. So I gave it right in the middle of the road, 2.5 out of 5 Mackinac Peaches. That's, um, you and I actually talked about that on uh, an episode of Curb recently. Uh, go check out our Patreon for that show. And 
we had um we don't often have that this much of a uh, a rating disparity between the two of us and right now that's a whole point that's that's a big one for us we're usually pretty on point um but yeah dude i i actually rated this one a little bit higher going into the discussion and everything but yeah it wasn't as tight uh uh you know here and there that i wanted it to be and honestly the i really think it was a missed opportunity to have Morty and and Uncle Leo not discuss yeah. that fifty dollars as much as as much as it was a big deal in that one episode. Like only like two or three episodes ago, it's like come on, how could this not be discussed right now? We we could see a conclusion to it. I think it would give Leo and Morty a much more like fun interaction, like some kind of like some meat for the actors to like actually you know do something with there you know mm-hmm. and yeah that's I agree it's a damn shame basically and continue a through line that we thought was you know kind of funny and ridiculous yeah. at the time so exactly exactly i would i think our average like a three for this episode is probably pretty accurate i think you're but, right yeah I, I think you probably like 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 harped on something a little bit more and i probably gave something that i should have harped on more of a pass and here we are and i think you're probably right it probably lands more in the middle um, yeah. But still, I mean, better than eh, better than the trip. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Everything. We're never going yeah. that far. Never, I don't think we're never going back to that. So yeah, yeah. But, I uh, hope not. No, I sure no. as fuck hope not. No, no, no. And uh, so I literally was trying to come up with a good uh, <laughs> good segue. I got nothing. That's a damn shame. I feel like we've been pretty good on segues. Um, Adam. Well, hmm. I was or, gonna say what's uh, or may not always be good on segues, but what's always Great is podcasting after dark. Oh, thank you. I was gonna throw it to uh, throwback trivia takedown first, but you beat me to it because I fumbled the ball. So yeah, podcasting after dark. Uh, Zach and I we have a great time talking about uh, cult movies from the seventies, eighties, nineties, stuff like that. Uh, but we also have. A couple spinoff shows on Podcasting After Dark. One is called TV Obscura, where we talk about uh, weird TV shows from the past. But the other one is called Podcasting After Dark Presents The Watch List. And as soon as we are done recording this episode of Cartwright, Adam and I are going to record an episode of The Watch List for Podcasting After Dark. It's our top five favorite movie cars. And uh, we're just going to have fun talking about all that kind of stuff. Uh, That episode won't be out for a while, but you can hear me and Adam's brother, John Spees, talk about our top five favorite sci-fi guns uh, on The Watch List. That actually just dropped by the time you're listening to this a couple weeks ago. And uh, we had a blast. And John's awesome and John comes from the Blast From Our Past podcast with Adam. They also produce uh, Throwback Trivia Takedown. And uh, I hope you guys check that episode of The Watchlist out. But if you don't get a chance to, Adam, can you explain more about Throwback Trivia Takedown and the Blast From Our Past podcast? I can. But I don't want to. <laughs> just go check it out. <laughs> just, just fucking check it out. One's a trivia show uh, where we do um, nostalgic-based trivia from the 70s. No, no. The 50s through the 2000s. Yeah. You, you guys uh, widened we, the, the net a little bit we more. We did. Yeah. Pop culture. We've got a tournament going on uh, right now. Um, even when this comes out, I'm very certain this tournament will be happening. So, um, uh, We have a tournament going on right now, and it is just a lot of fun. Different patrons, and it's just... It's good trivia. I think it's solid trivia. And John and I are both 
pop culture fanatics, but we also love trivia. And so we try to make enjoyable trivia. So if you're a fan of that kind of thing, check it out. You'll have a good time. Blast from our past. I've talked about it a million times. I don't feel like talking about it anymore. Check out the Blast from our past podcast. It's a fucking good one. <laughs> if you like me, you're going to like it. You're going to learn a lot about me. If yes. you listen to that shit. Yes, you will. Oh God. Yes, you will. And also check out action action. Uh, please check out talking back. Uh, people don't forget everything on the BFOP network. If you listen to our roundtable discussion of Mortal Kombat 2021, yeah, the newest fucking Mortal Kombat movie. Um, it's we, a good movie. <laughs> Don't let Corey fucking hide anything. Sure. It's a good, fun movie. If you go go listen to the roundtable discussion, you'll know how I feel. You'll know how Adam feels, and you will know how a lot of people feel on the BFOP network. And it was a nice. I, I, had, I had a lot of fun with that man, and I hope we do another one uh, at some point soon. And uh, yeah, check that out, and go check out everything on the BFOP network. Also known as Beef Up. And we'll catch you guys next week with The Fusilli Jerry. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 